hello. Thanks for coming back and listening and joining again. I truly appreciate that. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Emma's adoptive parents, Beth and Gary. And I'm also going to talk about, initially, to start off, um, all the many different foster homes she was in, in a period of about eight, nine months before she was adopted. They considered Emma a hard-to-handle child. She was very hyperactive, always jumping around, wouldn't listen. And the doctors thought it would be best to place her on Ridlin to calm her. And it did have that effect. So by the time Beth and Gary got her and um, she went to their home, she was pretty calm. In fact, probably a little depressed. And at being seven years old, I'm sure Emma really didn't understand what all the stuff being taken away from her mom, being in a foster home, being in several foster homes, um, and then being adopted by a family that she didn't know uh, was probably very traumatic for her. I'm, I'm sure it was. And she didn't feel like she fit in or she belonged. But Beth and Gary were very welcoming. And Beth and Gary gave her a birthday party when she turned eight years old. And she had never really had a birthday party, um, never really celebrated her birthday. So that was a great thing for her. And her first Christmas with Beth and Gary, she remembered waking up and the house had been decorated. The tree was put up at Thanksgiving and Beth used to do that every year, always put the tree up at Thanksgiving. And she remembers coming out. There was a wood stove burning. It was nice and warm. It was early in the morning and all these presents under the tree just for her. There was a Raggedy Ann doll that was handmade by Beth. There was a bicycle. She had never had a bicycle before. Um, And so many other gifts that She was just doted upon by Beth and Gary, and she started to feel more welcome. But Emma used to suffer from really bad nightmares. And when she first arrived um, at their home, Beth was worried, very worried about Emma. Emma used to wake up in the middle of the night screaming, crying, scared, shivering, shaking from nightmares. Um, One thing that Emma could never do was sleep with the closet door open. She always had to have the closet door closed and always had to have a nightlight in her room. Um, And after many nights of waking up from nightmares, screaming, crying, Beth decided that she would give Emma a Bible, a little New Testament Bible, a little small one. And she said to Beth, you know, let's keep this under your pillow at night. And when you wake up from a nightmare, she taught Emma how to say the Lord's Prayer. And um, she said, when you wake up from a nightmare, grab this little Bible and hold on to it and say the Lord's Prayer. In time, it will help you relax. And in time, it will help you go back to sleep. So at being eight years old, Emma had something that 
she could believe in, something that she could put her trust in. She was very close to Beth. Um, that was her mother. Ultimately, that was her mother. And um, she also had a brother uh, who was still living at home when she was adopted, adopted brother. Uh, his name was Raymond. And Raymond was on his way to the military. He was on his way to the army and getting married and going to the army. So he only lived at home probably for about two or three months after Emma was adopted and off he went to the military. Uh, Gary was also uh, ex-military. This is um, how Andrew knew Gary. They were in the military. They were connected somehow or another within the military. And um, this is how they knew each other. So uh, given that they um, were friends, I wouldn't say close friends, but they were acquaintances and that, you know, Andrew knew that um, Gary was hoping to find a little girl to adopt. Um, they had raised boys. Uh, Beth had actually adopted her sister's son uh, many years earlier, and he his name was William, and he um, was adopted because his mother had basically abandoned him, and Beth stepped in and decided to adopt him and raise him um, while his mother was off doing whatever she was doing. Um, so she had pretty much abandoned him. From what I understand, she was running around with um, truck drivers and just traveling the country and not worried about her son and just left him by himself. And so I think William was about two years old uh, when Beth stepped in and decided to take him and adopt him. So, and they also adopted a young man from Korea. They actually started the adoption process with him when he was probably about nine, eight, nine years old. Um, unfortunately, it took a long time to get him to the U.S. from Korea. And he did not um, move to the U.S. until he was 15. He had already moved out of the house and his name was Star. He had already moved out of the house and moved on with his life and was married and uh, lived in California. And um, so he didn't, he, he stayed in contact with Beth and Gary, but he didn't uh, visit very often. Um, he, like I said, he was married and was raising two twin daughters and um, had moved on pretty much with his life but never really came back to visit very often. He only spent four years maybe with uh, Beth and Gary before he got out on his own. And um, so they only had him from about the age of 15 until about 18 or 19 years old. Um, so he wasn't as bonded with them as of course, as he was with his family in Korea. And one of the things that he did, uh, one of the first things he did when he got on his own and got a good job and got married and he, and bought a home was that he brought his Korean family here to the U.S., to California. So those were 
Emma's three brothers and um, William was gone um, in the military. Star was gone in California, married. And Raymond was on his way to the military when she was adopted. And so several months went by and eventually uh, she really started to trust Beth and Gary. Beth worked as a, she worked in the information uh, community center uh, in the local town that Emma was in. And it was a small little town in Northern Arizona um, and so it was the community information center for tourists and guests that would come through. And that's where, uh, Beth worked. She worked about three days a week there. And, uh, Gary was a cook and he worked at a local restaurant. So, um, but he was also on the verge of retiring. They were an older couple, um, I would have to say they were in their 40s um, when they adopted Emma. One of the first things that happened when they adopted Emma was they applied for a U.S. citizenship for her because she was born in Germany and she was still a German citizen. So uh, going through that process, um, she became naturalized and became a U.S. citizen. I believe she's about eight and a half years old. And um, probably close to nine, she remembers the day that she had to go in a big room and a bunch of people were there and hold up her hand and uh, accept citizenship from the U.S. And her name was also changed um, by Beth and Gary. Um, they did not change her first name. They changed her middle and last name. And uh, they wanted to change her first name, but Emma was very determined to keep her first name. So um, they agreed. And um, through the adoption process, Emma's middle and last name was changed. And uh, she became a U.S. citizen. They enrolled her in school. And everything seemed to be going really well um, for her first uh, probably seven, eight months with Beth and Gary. And although she always thought about her mother, always thought about her brother, um, she was being spoiled. She was basically the only child in the house and um, Beth and Gary were treating her very well. And generally she was happy. Beth was a Christian woman. She always wanted um, Emma to go to church with her. Um, they were first Southern Baptist and, uh, she always had Emma in Sunday school and then for church services afterwards, she, um, got uh, Beth sang in the choir and she got Emma involved in the youth choir as well. Um, and there was a children's choir basically for somebody of Emma's age. And then there was a youth choir and the church was pretty popular. And actually, Emma made some friends there and really enjoyed going uh, to church with Beth. Gary never really went to church. He uh, was not involved in that lifestyle, didn't necessarily want to be a part of that. 
So Beth took Emma with her every Sunday. Um, Emma learned how to ride her bike. She also learned how to uh, ride a horse. Um, the neighbors had a horse and um, they had a little small corral with a horse and uh, offered riding lessons to Emma. And so she learned how to ride a horse and um, just did a lot of things with um well, one thing she also learned how to do was when her brother, uh, William, came home from the military one time, he taught her how to uh, go target practicing, taught her how to shoot a forty-five and a twenty-two rifle and um, shot, shotgun, a shot-off shotgun. Um, I think... Emma was probably around 11 or 12 at the time. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't very old, but um, she was more than interested. He actually taught her how to drive uh, by driving his Jeep. Um, and she was probably, I'm going to say, 12 or 13 at the time. Um, they decided to take the Jeep out in the back roads. Um, up in Northern Arizona and he let her get behind the wheel and take her turn at driving. And she got stuck in a gully in a ravine. Never forget it. She got stuck in a, in a gully and um, he taught her how to get the Jeep unstuck. And um, that was an experience. <laughs> um, he was also, William was also very strict. He was, a technical sergeant and so in the air force and um, the first time he ever gave an assignment to Emma, it was to clean the bathroom. So Emma decided that she would go in and clean the bathroom for her brother. And another, another thing was cooking him breakfast. So um, William actually taught her a lot Um during the time that she was with Beth and Gary. And um, when he would come home from the military and spend time, um, you know, he, he taught her a lot, but the cleaning of the bathroom was very interesting. The first time Emma went to clean the bathroom, she cleaned the tub, she cleaned the toilet, she wiped down the counter and cleaned the mirror and she thought and swept the floor. And she thought that was pretty good. So her brother, William decided to go and inspect and, um, he took his finger and ran it across the shower curtain rod and, um, ran it on the corner of the counter underneath some items that were on the counter and there was dust. He said, it's not good enough. And he said, this is not military clean. This is not how it would be if, if you were in the military. And I'm like, well, what is the military clean? I mean, how is a military, how is it clean, you know, by military? He said, first of all, all this stuff that's on the counter would not be on the counter. You might have one or two items, but most of it would be gone. Everything would be cleaned underneath it, all around it. The shower curtain rod, the shower curtain liner, everything was going to be cleaned. And I was like, really? They're that thorough? And he's like, yeah, they're that thorough. So I... <laughs> I went back and cleaned it a second time and he came in to inspect and still, still told me it was not good enough. 
because there was dirt in the corner underneath the edge of the counter. Uh, I had not gotten that. He's like, the floor is not clean. You need to sweep and mop. And uh, he said, also clean behind the toilet. He said, and I don't want to see any dust or dirt back there. So she tried back a third time at cleaning that bathroom. And eventually it passed his approval. Uh, she then realized how difficult it would be if she ever went into the military, how much they require of you. So I don't think that was a path that Emma wanted to ever take. Um, so, uh, but she enjoyed her relationship with William and um, he taught her a lot. Um, the driving was great. Like I said, they used to drive these old country roads and and, you know, he'd, he'd drive sometimes and she'd be sitting in the passenger seat and they'd go over these big, huge bumps and she'd literally go up and hit her head on the roof of the Jeep and um, just laugh and um, had a lot of good memories with William. So, um, but as time would have it, um, probably about a year after she was adopted. Um, so uh, Emma was adopted around the age of seven. And shortly after she turned eight years old, things changed. And I am going to leave that for the next episode. Um, there were some traumatic changes in Emma's life uh, a little after she turned eight years old. And, um, but for the most part, she felt comfortable, she felt happy, and she felt loved. And um, she was happy in the home with Beth. And Gary and seeing William from time to time when he would come home from the service. And um, I'm going to leave it at that. And um, the next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about the next few years of Emma's life from about the age of eight to actually probably from about the age of eight to about 14 or 15. So um, we'll go into a little bit more detail about some traumatic things that happened. Uh, next episode could be very triggering. So please uh, take a few breaths and some time for yourself. And again, practice some kindness and some give yourself some grace and um, take a mental health break um, if you need to. Do what's best for you and take care of yourself. And I will definitely fill you in on the next episode. Excited to get that started. So Thank you so much for listening and you have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.